0: I'm Dustin Zahn, and this is Trainwrecks. Before I announce the guest, I just wanted to say sorry for another long delay. I had a couple of DJs flake out on me in the past couple weeks, and I couldn't replace them in time. Uh, On top of that, I just came back from a six-week stint in the United States, so I've been playing catch-up here in Europe. And uh, the show's going to air a little bit more regularly again as the summer winds down. I got some cool guests coming up that uh, I think will be some of the best episodes yet. And uh, of course, uh, you know, some of my friends will be on here again and we'll just talk some shit. Uh, And we'll finally have some females sometime soon. So that's happening. Uh, I'll keep you posted on all that. Uh, But for now, today's guest is Terrence Fixmer. In the early years of his career, spanning nearly a couple decades... He released a bunch of singles and albums on DJ Hell's uh, international DJ gigolo records. And he also started his own Planet Rouge imprint. Uh, These records focused heavily on his industrial and EBM roots that he grew up with as a teenager. By the way, I don't know if you'll notice, but I mentioned EBM, not to be confused with EDM. EBM stands for electric body music. Uh... I'm not gonna go into what it is. You can Google it, or probably get a good idea of what we're talking about here on the show. Uh, anyway, around this period, he caught the attention of one of his idols, which was named Douglas McCarthy. Douglas was part of Nitzer Ebb or Nitzer Ebb, which is a highly influential band from that particular genre and their influence was kind of felt into other various electronic music genres, such as house and techno music. Um, and about 10 years ago, those two teamed up for a couple albums and a handful of singles over the years. Once that project started to not necessarily wind down, but he moved his focus elsewhere for a bit and Terrence found his way back to the techno scene with a list of strong affiliations on labels like Speedy J's Electric Deluxe and Chris Liebing's CLR. Uh, During this period, he showed a completely different take on his sound. It's this uh, very cerebral, uh, heady, and hypnotic sort of techno vibe that still remains in his music today. Um, Recently... He just released a record on the Berghein record label, Oscar Ton. I believe it's uh, I believe it's called Beneath the Skin. Um so go ahead and check that out if uh you're a fan of his or you want to know what is up to right now. To sum it all up, uh he's just started touring again with Douglas McCarthy. Uh the tour is actually taking place in Europe. But people at even further in the United States were fortunate enough to see their first show after they reunited. And uh, for me, I got to double down on my luck. And I recently got to see them again at Bergheim during their uh, European tour debut. Um, before the show, Terrence stopped by my house that morning and uh, had this little chat with me. Uh, don't let the serious music mislead you. He's a fun dude with a good sense of humor, and uh, he left Berlin a few years ago. And since then, the Sunday nights have been a little less fun without him. Enjoy the interview. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming over. Yeah, Yeah. is it good for you to be back in Berlin?
1: Yeah, yeah, always. I I mean, Berlin's like a bit my um, second home. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I think when I first kind of like moved here officially... Uh, you were around quite a bit as well, that was on the CLR time.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, um, the, the well, I, I live in Berlin actually, I moved to Berlin uh, around uh, 98, 99 mm-hmm. and uh, until 2004, so uh, I mean that's why I, I like Berlin uh, every time I come here it's like uh, there's so much memories and uh, some old good times as well. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, Berlin is a special link for a lot of things, there. Yeah.
0: Nice, but you you come from France originally, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: I'm from the north of France, uh, Lille. Lille, okay. Yeah. it's like at the Belgium border, like mm-hmm. really 10 kilometers from Belgium.
0: Okay, and um, I mean now you're living in Belgium, right?
1: Now I live in Antwerp.
0: In oh, Antwerp, Antwerp. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so yeah. basically you, you've jumped around quite a bit in the last 15, 20 years.
1: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's like uh, just a hazard. I mean, I don't choose. uh, I mean, uh, okay, maybe it's like yeah, maybe love. (laughs) Because when I moved to Berlin, was uh, I was with a German uh, girlfriend, and uh, now I am with a Belgian girlfriend. (laughs) So it's easy to move as an artist, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean. You know, there's a lot of reasons that people head over, but I, it's funny because a lot of people that I've found, if, if it's not for music or for work that moved to Berlin, it's usually because they had a breakup and they're like, fuck it, I'm now going to go to Berlin and party or something like that. But you did it the other way around.
1: Yeah, but uh, I mean, um, actually, when I moved in Berlin in 1998, Berlin was really um, different. It was really different atmosphere. Oh. It was really, yeah. um, I would say, really more, more dark and um i was of course i was a foreigner there and um i felt a bit kind of um lonely like you have to speak a bit of german when you go in a shop uh, it was really really um different there was of course um, like really good party underground party but uh, i felt really lonely as foreigner like even uh, i mean it was was nice as well because um when i was in a club uh, oh you're french and it was something special and um, after like four or five years, uh, I say, wow, I mean, what are I going to do now? If I stay in Berlin, I have to stay in Berlin um, all the time. And at some point, yeah, with live things, uh, I decided to move out of Berlin. But at that time, many people start to come in Berlin. Yeah. And I feel like, wow, now I'm leaving and everybody's coming, like...
0: Yeah, a but you can, just, you ended up back here for a little bit then, Yeah, yeah, so.
1: yeah. I come really a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, of course now I have many friends and uh, I, I really enjoy to spend time in Berlin.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how you eventually got to Berlin and uh, the music and everything like that. Uh, I first came across your records around like 2000. Okay. But... Um, when I start looking at some of the credits, it seems like you have things that go back like into the ni- the mid-90s or maybe even early 90s? Yeah, yeah,
1: actually, uh, wow, well, it's, um, I mean, I've. St- I, I, okay, the first release where I have my name on it, on a on mm-hmm. credit was in 92, uh, on a label, a Belgian label called uh, Dicky Record, Disco King, it's like, mm-hmm. O- long time then, after I uh, have another, re- have a different re- release, but there was always a pseudonym. Then I have another one in '93 on the uh, Bonsai record. Like, uh, I was Actually,
0: I, I noticed that one a couple months ago and I was looking for something. I'm like, What he was on Bonsai? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, it was, I mean, it was, I was living in the um, north of France near the Belgian border, so of course, um, Belgium was a big country for techno and mm-hmm. at that time you know everything was every club of techno everywhere and uh i love bonsai you know at that time it was a really yeah crazy label
0: i mean the thing is is uh, for those who don't know it was a pretty big kind of trance label back in the 90s or at least it, yeah, it definitely got that way but there yeah. there's Like some of the early stuff is really cool. Yeah, I think
1: uh, it become... I mean, yeah, 93 was starting maybe after to go slowly, maybe down and they sell more, like we say, more t-shirts than uh, vinyl. But uh, like 92, 93, they are really kind of good stuff. And so, uh, I mean, uh, I was happy to have a release there. But uh, it was pseudonyms and other release under different name, but... um, even I have another one on my label in uh, 98 on the Gemini 9, but I was still mm-hmm. unsecure. And then uh, the my first one really with my name, it was uh, as well in 98 on Planet Rouge.
0: Yeah. So before he started Planet Rouge, which I want to talk about, um, because you got this, you know, in this background with like EBM and stuff, not to be confused with EDM, but, uh, you know, electronic body music, uh, did Were you doing the bands thing before you started doing like exclusively this kind of industrial techno leaning d- direction or? You know, like were you, were you ever in like rock bands or anything no, beforehand?
1: No, 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 I mean I was uh, always into uh, electronic music. I, I was never in this kind of uh, band with a guitar. I never feel, uh, like connection with that, so it was all about uh, electronic sound. So um, I was always uh, alone. I did uh, music in the early nineties um, with a friend, but at some point um, he, we we not split up, but like he was more into trance, he was melodic, and me I wanted more uh, techno, more dark, mm-hmm. and uh, so he go on his on his way, but he, he has big success success at that time as well. Like uh, it was part of, uh, I don't know if you remember, like BBE, Seven Days in One Week. Yes. With uh, Emmanuel Top and uh, Bruno Sansoni. And um, and from that time, yeah, I want to, wanted to be more like techno. So it was mm-hmm. separate from that. So, you know,
0: let's say around 1998 to 2000-ish, you were kind of full on into like the Planet Rouge. It was really going back on these influences from the 80s or something. Or at least what I pulled from it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, I mean, um, like like I said, like uh, on Planet uh, was. I mean, still a small label. I did it uh, like it was really unknown in my little city. So I I did my first release, like Gemini 9. Then after, uh, I did the the electrostatic uh, release on on my real name on end of 98. And of course, I didn't realize, but um, when I made that track, there was all my early influence who come back to me, in the, because uh, I, mean I was listening a lot of um, EBM when I was teenager. And so when I make this kind of techno, I, do, I didn't realize like uh, I will do kind of EBM sequences, but um, still uh, in a techno way, because um, for me, uh, EBM in uh, the end of 80s, beginning of 90s was over. And um, so it was not existing anymore in, in me. And I didn't realize, of course, EBM is still existing in parallel world. But no. for me, it was just a finish. And uh, but I love the, the, the sound of it, the atmosphere. And um, so then I have this three track uh, EP with uh, there was another track called uh, Out in the Space, which uh, was really like EBM-ish techno. And then uh, I put it out and then there was a really big, big surprise of uh, the feedback on that track. And uh, that was the nice. starting point for me.
0: So I got two questions for that. First of all, what bands were inspiring you? That, you Mainly
1: know? me. I was. Um, I would say the, the because I was living at the north, um, at the Belgian border. I was really, really influenced by Front 242. Mm-hmm. So I was collecting uh, everything for Front 242. I, I could listen uh, at that time in my Walkman or in my bed before uh, yeah. sleeping. Uh, non-stop Front 242, like every track, every track. Then of course, uh, because I love Front 242, that. I kind of uh, opened my um, my mind to some other band in the directions, and I was uh, a lot as well in the clinic. Then there was the neon Mont because they were like uh, not so far from where I live, and uh, um, then there was like Spilsenburg room. And uh, of course, uh, when I listened first time Nijjered, I was like, "Wow, what is that?" And uh, it was my big. Uh, like uh, love, uh, yeah, shock definitely on night and then uh, yeah, I know what sound I like. Definitely, it was all about that.
0: So you you took all those influences from those bands, kind of make your own version of techno with these records, and you said the response was good. I mean, I think I have a slightly different perspective of how things went down because I was in America and I was a teenager around this time. But to me, it is it seemed like. You know, because I would I I would buy your records, but at the same time I could go and buy, uh, what else was bigger on there like the Marco Corolla Question records? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it seems like back then people were buying a lot of different things. And did did you when you were getting that feedback? Did you notice it was coming from a lot of these DJs too, or was it still the feedback was coming from? The EBM side no, of No, I mean, uh,
1: because for me, like, um, I, I listened to EBM because for me, it was the, um, when I, uh, like I said, like, was an, when I was in it was the music, the only electronic music. Then, the, I mean, of course, before there was the new wave and everything, but then after it, there was the new beat, because, of course, I was influenced by Belgium. So when new beat appeared, it was a kind of mixture of EBM and the end of EBM with something new. So for me it was like, yeah, it's uh, EBM, is over. It's the new bits, a modernization of EBM, mm-hmm. and slowly there was this new music coming, like with um, mm-hmm. acid, and then there was like techno. And uh, so for me it was like um, a normal uh, following. So when yeah. I released Electrostatic, I didn't know that. EBM scene uh, is still existing, so mm-hmm. for me it was uh, a techno records, and uh, so it was just for the, the techno scene. Mm-hmm. And um, then I found out later, that there was still a parallel gothic industrial EBM scene who are following this kind of music too.
0: That's cool, though. You can attract. A, I had yeah. that as well uh, years ago. I I was making you know the same techno records I always have, and then I found out that like certain DJs that were like maybe in the the house side of things were also picking up on some of them because they were a bit more funky or my older stuff. And I'm like, I didn't even know these people were paying attention, which is kind of cool, you know what I mean? Because you can spend your whole career chasing after someone's appreciation and you don't even realize that you get the appreciation of so many others.
1: Yeah, it's true because um, I I did after the um, Muscle Machine album in 2001, which was really a full techno EBM and then there was some interview on some like uh, obscure magazine with like uh, people totally in black uh, with uh, like the old style of Cure looking and everything and I was like, oh, funny all these magazine. and then when I did the project Fix My Markercy, then I really realized, wow, there's a really a parallel scene because we start to play in, uh, in party or festival like the Wave um, Gothic Treffen, mm-hmm. which is like amazing to see, it's like I really recommend, like, a, to go there in Leipzig. It's, like, thousands of people in totally in black, and there's all these um, different type of Gothic or EBM. There's these EBM people, like, dress, like, a bit from 242 with bombers yeah. shave hair. Then these kind of medieval people who dress, like, yeah. imagine,
0: middle age. So you have, like, this weird sort of gothic slash steampunk thing, and it's not just, yeah. like, it's like... A, you know this comic con in America I think it's maybe in Europe where all the people dress up as like superheroes or comic book shit but like this is like the the gothic version of that like you know
1: it's like amazing to see because there's like medieval, gothic, vampire looking this kind of uh, uh, Mary Le Manson style or fetish and a woman in leather it's really I mean really (laughs) nice really interesting and me I was there first time I come from my techno world so I have a I don't know, maybe a blue t-shirt or green t-shirt with yeah. <laughs> blue jeans and uh, like some white basket. And um, I remember when I played there and there were some people who write some, hey, why are you dress like that? And they didn't understand. And me, I was like, wow, I'm really um, kind of UFO here. <laughs> and then I really realized after playing more and more in this parallel scene for that, well, it's still there. It's it's yeah, bizarre. I think yeah. it's
0: bigger than ever. Uh, well, I mean, at least that, that yeah. Gothic festival. What's the name again? I don't remember.
1: The the Wave Gothic Treffen. Yeah. Wave okay. Gothic Treffen is a colleague it WGT. It's like one of the, the biggest um, like uh, festival of Gothic one time a year in uh, Leipzig. Yeah. In the, the old town, uh, the witch town, like uh, from I think it was um, Himmler. Yeah. We'll it the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think So, um you,
0: you touched on a couple of things that I want to get onto here. You did the, the album back in two thousand one, Muscle Machine. That was with the international DJ Giglow records. Yeah, yeah. I mean it seemed like a perfect match because DJ Hell is totally yeah, into yeah. this like sort of vibe you know what i mean yeah, so yeah, yeah. was it pretty obvious did you send a demo or was he like listen i need you to do something I, I, actually for it me? was
1: a really funny story like even a bit um, unbelievable like uh, when i released uh, planet truth i was really unknown uh, from an yeah. <laughs> unknown city from but i mean i uh, just did the vinyl and uh and then i i send um, just uh, three vinyl copies as promo I mean, uh, you know, it was expensive. Oh, yeah, I remember. And I have oh yeah, no contact an, at all. And I, I was always looking what's going on in Germany because France at that time was really delayed. You know, like uh, yeah. what's going on is Belgium, Germany, uh, France. It was not in my, in my uh, ears. So I send um, one copy to Zvenvet, one to Hell, mm-hmm. and one to Westbam. Like uh, one week later, I receive a fax because it was the fax time and there was a, I still have it as well, This fax. Then that write to me like, wow, amazing record electrostatic. Uh, You have some more track like that. And then um, I really like maybe in the afternoon, I received a phone call and there was uh, someone speak to me on the phone because on my uh, sleeve there was, you know, phone number and there was this kind of German talking. I mean, my English is not perfect, but at that time it was even worse. <laughs> and then uh, there was this guy who said, Hell, DJ Hell, and uh, I didn't realize. And then I realized afterwards, DJ Hell. Yeah. <laughs> who's calling me on the phone. And I was like, wow, I was totally like um, nervous <laughs> and uh, what, or what's going on, you know, like suddenly with this track. And then t- he told me he really loved the track and um, he would like to license it. And me, I, I was not DJing because I was more into uh, producing. So uh, I know the label Disco B mm-hmm. because I, I love this label. And, uh, but he said, you yeah, know, for international DJ Gigolo. And me, I, I wanted this copy, but I didn't know it was not his label, but he was creating this new label, okay. uh, Gigolo Records. And then um, I say, okay, because I see some release which were nice. And then uh, he re-released uh, Electrostatic on um, on Gigolo. It become a big, let's say, I don't know, hit at that time, like yeah. played everywhere. And then from that, uh, of course, uh, I mean, it was easy for me to to release on established labels and on my label. And so then I make another release and at the end we make the album on on Gigolo.
0: Awesome. And that there was a, it seems like there was quite a few singles afterwards too. Like it it was a relationship. Yeah, it
1: was, um, no, actually it was just before the album. There was this uh, Body Pressure release, which Mm -hmm. uh, was big track as well and uh, Electric Vision. And then from that I I did the album and uh, with lots of new track and I included in this album um, this single.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean like looking at your discography here. uh, And one thing I've also noticed like because you had a nice relationship with international DJ Gigolo Records. And on top of your own label, everything that you seem to work with over the years, it's always been like a really credible label, like whether it's Music Man, Electric Deluxe or CLR, now you're on Oscott. And it's like, you know, because a lot of producers, especially in 15 years ago, there was not a huge amount of, well, there's no loyalty anymore either. But back then, this one techno guy could put out records on 10 different techno labels. Like he didn't care, but like... It seems here you definitely had more the classic way of like sticking with the label, and yeah. building I mean, the relationship. Uh,
1: uh, me, I like to focus on. Um Production. I, I mean, uh, I like to f- to feel uh, I am in a label, and um, there's a kind of team who can uh, I, I can send music, and um, I don't have to, to call and to think on the sleeve or this or that. And um, so I like to, to, to feel a label uh, where they, they really uh, want me as well, and um, where they, they there's this passion in them in. Wow, oh, my English in them. It's okay, <laughs> and so um, yeah, so that's why naturally I don't know it goes that way, and um, at some point, like sometimes the label go wrong or get to new direction when I don't feel, and then I uh, sure. think like, wow, well, where where it goes I don't understand or there's, and then I think it's time to to move because yeah, you don't have to stay where you don't feel good anymore.
0: Definitely, but I mean. Um, so we'll kind of fast forward in the future a bit. Uh, I think, like, the next main—well, actually, you were kind of doing two at a time, but, like, uh, about eight years ago or something, you started working closely alongside CLR and also Electric Deluxe, the, yep. the label from Speedy J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and— did you, did, you, did you do an album for Electric Deluxe yeah, also? Yeah, yeah so did you a, did a
1: label or an album for both of them. I, I was do, doing the, um, actually the first album on Electric Deluxe was uh, Comedy of Menace, which mm-hmm. was in uh, 2010. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I mean, like at this point, this was also a, quite a change in your sound.
1: Yeah, because um, I, I realize um, I, it's funny because, um, you know, when you make music, you don't sing on, you you don't describe your own music, you just I mean personally I do music and after it's the, the, the reviewer or the, the, the media who will describe your music and when I make this muscle machine album for me was techno and people describe it as EBM techno and then there was this name called TBM like techno body music and then there was this compilation like techno body music.
0: Yeah, was that um wasn't it a French guy that did that compilation?
1: I don't know, there, there was a lot of compilation called TBM in really? Germany. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, I, I didn't realize I was this kind of, um, have this stamp on my face mm. of this techno body music because um, apparently Electrostatic and Muscle Machine was really the album who really defined that style. But then I realized like, hey, but I'm techno. I love techno, not only yeah. this techno body music. And I have some release which were like, techno mm-hmm. on my label and everything I did, it was written industrial, EBM, and I was like, but do the journalists really know what is EBM or? No, they don't know a fucking thing, man. And they just <laughs> knew like, Teron Sixmer is electronic, techno body whatever. And so they write it um, all the time this, and I was kind of uh, a bit fed up of this um, too strong, stamp on my face sure. and even it was even going deeper when i did this project with um Macassi, like with a singer and i wanted to show like hey I'm, I'm techno and and then electric deluxe was the way of me to showing like i'm not only
0: not just the techno n- body music guy. Yeah,
1: yeah of course there's my techno there's still this darkness i have in my uh,
0: that raw analog vibe yeah Yeah. like
1: like that so uh, for me this is uh, my print actually it's not only ebm small it's maybe this really dark or a bit hypnotic mind mind music i will say because even the technobody music i did i think touch the mind as well
0: yeah let's uh we'll come back to the whole clr and electric deluxe thing but a little bit prior to that, you started the Fixman McCarthy project. Yeah. That's, um, for those who don't know, uh, it's Douglas McCarthy from Nights Are and, and you. Yeah, yeah. And you guys basically get together. You have some original stuff. You play a couple of Nights Are tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, h- how did you guys even meet? Because as you said earlier, they were like uh, gods to you. And yeah. Now actually, you're working with Douglas. I mean
1: like everything like start with the muscle machine. Uh, me, I, I was a huge fan of um Reb. And uh, after releasing my album uh, Muscle Machine, I received a, like a, a request from Mute um, for doing a remix for nigereb Reb. Mm-hmm. It was like wow, it's mm-hmm. so happy because like uh, they recognize in my song something which could fit with Niger Reb and kind of uh, I was really proud. So uh, I did the um, remix of, uh, it was, I think, uh, uh, it was Let Your Body Learn. And uh, I, I mean, uh, I was really following Night Zerab, like uh, all their album, And uh, the, the last album from them was uh, called Big Hit in 95, but was a bit more with guitar. I mean, mm-hmm. I was not so much into it. And there was nothing else. And so um, when I did the remix in 2002, I asked to mute what... Douglas Markarty is doing now, because mm-hmm. I never heard they just told me like uh, him and Bon Harry, they split and they mm-hmm. are not in contact and uh, Douglas is more like in a video editing and so he got me his contact and um, so I don't know I, it, I think there was email at that time, yeah, I had mail because it was really the beginning yeah. like 2002 was not so and then we start to exchange mail and uh, i was playing in london and um, i met him and I, I bring with me some kind of sequences i did music mm-hmm. he listened to them and he liked them and i asked him if he liked to put his voice on it and he said, yeah of course and then um, awesome that was the, the start
0: so really it's just kind of i got this stuff let's try and make it happen
1: exactly and so um, it, t- it took time some months later he come to my place i was preparing the music and then we had this first 12-inch, which was Destroy and Freefall.
0: Yeah. But I mean, was it pretty crazy when you're sitting at your house? Now, like just, you know, for those that are listening to the podcast, like your favorite, one of your favorite bands or something, and you're sitting in your living room or wherever you're making your music, and then you got that voice kind of screaming at you, yeah, right there, was, like, this is surreal.
1: Yeah, it was uh, like uh, unbelievable. Uh, because uh, I made this track destroy, I don't know if you. Yeah. Know. It was really. It's pretty, pretty hard. It's one of the craziest <laughs> track I did. I worked really hard. I don't know how much channel on it, but there's so much, so much little details, and um, it's actually, it's the real first fix my see track we did. So um, I wanted to recreate a kind of uh, total age uh, feeling with a modern way. So me, I wanted to use the voice of Douglas, like he didn't. Mm-hmm. That Total Age uh, album. So when you start to sing, I was like, I tried to keep like a kind of poker face. Uh, yeah. But in me, I was like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on here? And then you start <laughs> to shout Destroy. And, and I was happy because um, you don't know how voice changed after years. Because That's the class true. in 80s, you know, and uh, I was like, oh, it's the same voice. He still got it though. That's the I thing. I mean, it's, it's crazy, I don't know, it's really good genetics, huh? it's incredible, even on stage, it's like, like, yeah. nothing changed.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, it's in, I mean, he's, he's definitely, he's an older dude now, but he still looks pretty youthful for his age, it's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. last week, I think, he exactly, turned 50, yeah. so, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, like, I I saw Nights of I missed the first Fixer McCarthy tour in, what was it, 2004 yes, or something yes, yeah. in the States. I missed that. But then I saw Nights at the festival. That was awesome as shit. Yeah. And then I ended up seeing you guys together at Burkheim five years ago,
1: maybe, four? Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah, yeah. like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, recently we were able to get you out to Wisconsin for even further. And, uh, yeah, man, it's he still has all that energy, like the whole rock and roll persona, yeah, yeah. you know?
1: It's true, it's like... Um, I mean, uh, when we, we start to play together the first time and... Um, so we have like several track already, I don't know, it was really when we did the first album, Between the Devil, so of course we had to rehearse, because for me it was the first time I have to play live with a singer, and um, the way I play live is there's a lot of spontaneity, it's not really like a song, you know, with a, song structure and uh, and so it was um, uh, when we rehearsed, we rent a special uh, place where Mm -hmm. we can rehearse. And so it was really static, Uh, almost sit on a chair and uh, doing the vocals and I was okay, uh, let's see. And then we did our first um, concert in, uh, it was Rasmataz in Spain.
0: Yeah, in Barcelona.
1: And then, uh, of course, uh, at this time, Fyodor Makarski was really new. So we, we, uh, I mean, I recreate some Nigerian track. Then people with the voice and the sound they will directly go make the prediction. Yeah. And then uh, we we start with Johnny Depp, and then suddenly I see like a like a Wolverine, like a it change, it transform, like a beast. Yeah. And I was like, wow! Even me, I was like a spectator watching him <laughs> jumping. Running everywhere, yeah. it was like wow! I have really lots of goosebumps, and
0: so then it gets you going in, in return, right?
1: It's yeah. a good vibe. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's still uh, this is always, always a uh, fun. Uh, Sometimes because it's like totally like he- epileptic. Sometimes and he turn and look at me with crazy face, like uh, in a trance, <laughs> and me I have to keep myself like a serious face, you know? because yeah, but, Oh yeah, you're doing a good serious job. music, but. <laughs> you know I, I feel like to laugh <laughs> but we we make joke with ice sometimes, uh, like private joke and uh, nice really, yeah, yeah
0: so i mean you guys now are you're doing a tour across europe at the moment i think it's 6 or 7 weeks yeah right? yeah, yeah
1: we do some dates uh, yeah yeah
0: and is that like, cause you have a, a new release out. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah,
1: We just had uh, one uh, recently like called just to track so many lives and uh, we, with another version. And then there's a new one ready uh, called uh, chemicals, which uh, is not out yet, but uh, we're going to play it. Uh, in, we play it actually in the, the, the show. It's, I think I'm really happy. Really, yeah, really happy of that one because it's, uh, I think it's a really crazy one. Nice. Chemicals, yeah, it's really crazy
0: yeah i mean uh like i said the last time i saw you guys play was four or five years ago and then when i caught you a couple weeks ago at further uh i don't know i don't remember exactly how much of it is is newer stuff but it's just there's so much energy behind it yeah. and like you're even when when you guys played a couple of the old nights or ab tracks i you know because the, with that total age the record you know, those kick drums and stuff, there's not so much bass no, no, in no, that no. music. Yeah. So to, and and this wall of sound was fucking huge yeah. at the festival anyway, but uh, to hear those tracks with like, with the full yeah, 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 2016 yeah. bass and sound, yeah. you're just like, holy crap. You yeah, know? yeah, of
1: course. <laughs> I mean, um, we, we love to play uh, Niger. I love it because I redo the version, so I re- rework on, on mm-hmm. it to modernize. Uh, I think I should record them to maybe release it just for instrumental version yeah, yeah. for fun. But, yeah, I, I mean, I want it modern, you know, I want it with uh, energy. And another, um, um, I mean, we did another album with Fix Mama Cassie, but um, it was a bit more pop, new wave. But now I'm really back to this uh, full energy and... Uh, Stomping, sort of. Yeah, no, I think it's the best on, in live show when we play, it's the best.
0: It's it's really exciting yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in that environment. Because, yeah. I mean, you have, you know, I guess it's predictable to say or cheesy but it's like you kind of have that dance techno backbone but also it makes it more like a rock concert you know what i mean so it's it's definitely a raw energy like uh tonight you guys are playing at Bergheim, for example and i've been to not only your show there but some other like ebm leaning type things and uh i don't know it's always really cool to to see a different kind of crowd in a different energy it's still very danceable but uh you know it's not like the typical uh, Berlin nightclub experience where everybody's really fucked up on drugs and just yeah, kind it's of really this different. is more like immediate yeah. and in your face
1: it's, it's like a yeah it's like a concert and um, for me artistically I love to do that because um, it gives me a lot of uh, different uh, range of you know like when I yeah. play I play like for techno crowd uh, normal like classic uh, mm-hmm. as you know and with this concert it's like really fun actually really we have the t-shirt and they follow us like mm-hmm. um, yeah it's different feeling it's nice yeah
0: you can get a certain a different part of yourself out for example
1: yeah, yeah true and, and what i like is um when i'm solo of course attention is focused on me when i am with Douglas, like every eye is on him and me i can be really not relaxed but i'm in, in the zone. back and yeah. uh, it's, it's kind of uh, more relax for me nice
0: and so you said though you do you guys do enjoy playing the nights of rap tracks
1: yeah yeah yeah. cool
0: because you know like sometimes well not sometimes a lot of times old bands or whatever they're like oh i don't want to hear these songs ever again i don't want to play the hits blah 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 but it's it's cool to hear that you're like you both are like yeah i want to play some of these maybe not all of them but a couple
1: for fun i like to to play some classic and um, like I said, the, the way I redo it is modern, so it's like new track, it's like a, it's not The Reb, McCarthy Remix, in some totally. point. It's like a bit, uh, we hit mm-hmm. our own tail and... Um, yeah. yeah,
0: so, but, um, and we'll, uh, just a little bit more on the Fixman McCarthy thing, when I saw in the past, I thought there was uh, Was it you or somebody else that was doing live drumming? Last no, time? no,
1: no, we we had a test, um, one time to have a drummer but uh I, actually i didn't like it because okay. um a drummer wants to drums and um me uh like i say i want really simple rhythm like yeah. uh, boom chuck uh, nothing more but i felt the drummer wants to show he can drums yeah. and it and gets so, boring
0: to do the same boom chuck yeah because
1: like for me daff it's like drums it's, it's simple but you should have be like this, you know. Boom, check, yeah. boom, check. Nothing more. And but the drummer was a uh, drummer He drums mm-hmm. and drums too much. And uh, I was like, hey, I want people to listen the to electronic sequence, not the um, snare yeah. and the drums all the time. And it was just one time shot to try and uh, oh, find okay. out. Yeah, it's better um, without. So,
0: Douglas is obviously doing the vocals, running yeah. around, being a rock star, and like so for the for the nerdy guys what uh are you using like a couple octa tracks or what's your setup yeah I,
1: I change. i mean um, it's a bit more complicated um, with uh, the fix democracy because um like uh, there's some track um, it's difficult to play because um, for the glass you need to hear uh, to count sometimes the measure and mm-hmm. you know at this time there's a break and everything so now we decide to all this kind of too much melodic tracks, we get rid of them and um, I prefer to play really in, uh, like uh, with um, loop way, I mean of course I will build uh, the um, like all all rhythmics, the hit hat, everything, and mm-hmm. I will launch the sequence and the effect, but um, then I use like some two octa tracks and uh, every track is separated by eight uh, stems or whatever, st- yeah, yeah. yeah, and uh, so I have bank uh, like 16 bank and then i can really um evolve like that and i take as well uh, like two synthesizer for two sequences we use in mm-hmm. live and some drum machine on top
0: cool yeah. and i i i think you're using more or less the same setup for your own personal life yeah set, yeah, right? yeah
1: yeah i just, just switch sometimes sometime um like synthesizer sometimes i, I take the evolver sometimes i take uh, analog for it depends what track and what sequence i want to use from uh, which machine
0: yeah. yeah. So you you said you bring the little Evolver along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's one of my all time favorite synths. Yeah, it's but nice. And ha- have you tried the Pro Two? The,
1: the, the Pro Two? No, no, no. I don't do you not know, I tried the. I, I mean, I have now the OB Six, which is a bit. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. Too. yeah, yeah. But uh, I was, um, study, you know, before you buy, you study a lot, and uh, I, I was more into the OB Six. Okay,
0: good to yeah. know. Because like, I mean, the Pro Two is really great for this sort of like. EBM's type thing.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, I didn't listen, but I have some other gear which is fitting well for um, EBM. Uh, uh, but yeah, I know it is. Can do. You gotta answer your phone. So Three. You
0: want to answer your phone? You want me to go? Or Not let as it run? <laughs> <laughs> It'll go away. Yeah. Uh, no. Um. But I mean. Yeah, all those synths are pretty awesome and and whatnot. And I felt like the Pro Two was like almost the evolver two, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But ov Six is pretty awesome too. Yeah yeah, 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 exactly. But um, I mean, I you know, listening to your music on your on your techno albums, at least at least the newer stuff too, it seems like you're a modular guy, or
1: yeah, I mean, uh, I, have, I have different stuff. Uh, I mean, of course, I have like a modular Eurorack because um, I I love to use sequencer Eurorack sequencer. Mm-hmm but then so I have different uh, VCO, but I, I kind of, to mix the world uh, with uh, some old, At the end just about the sound, when I, whatever is the source, it's what the sound will appeal to me and what the sequence and, um, but yeah, I, I have some kind of everything. Yeah. In the, in the one things.
0: And so, um, I mean, now uh, your album on CLR came out, was it a year ago or two years ago now? <laughs>
1: uh 2015 okay Dep- so. 2015 or yeah so what a year ago M- middle um, yeah it was yeah middle uh, yeah. yeah
0: and that was like a very like a lot of the newer fix stuff very trippy and hypnotic and whatnot yeah and uh you have a new record out on oscar yeah yeah, the label from Burgheim and panorama yeah. bar and that's in a similar vein but maybe i don't know not as uh heavy what you say yeah
1: I yeah i mean um, i think the the osgood one is uh, really a really variation i mean there's four tracks and i think the um, each track is really different uh, but yeah. still in harmony i think but um there's this um, which is kind of where the, f- the, the 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 track called beneath the skin which uh, there's a kind of melody a real Official uh, string melody, which kind the dark like one,
0: melancholy, melancholy. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I mean, and I mean, um, I say why not to change. But um, of course, in the EP, there's two tracks, like uh, probably the Trace to Nowhere," which is more like Teron Sixmer with mm-hmm. the craziness and the synthesizer, and as well the "Devil Maker" was like in that direction. But I even add some top of it, some kind of dark. Yeah. And, um, but I like to to show like, uh, I'm not only this or that, like I'm I'm free now, you know. Since 20 years I do release, uh, I think there's still this common sounding of me, but uh, I'm more free. Tomorrow maybe I will do a really hard or really dark. Yeah. I'm free.
0: Whatever you want to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean like,
0: you know, uh, you were with CLR and also the bookings and everything for quite a while. yeah yeah that basically that era is over yeah, yeah. and also you were with Yochum Pop, Speedy J for a while and now you've signed with Osgood, You're, I think they're doing your bookings
1: also? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I guess this would be like the beginning of the next period for you, are you going to focus mainly on music just for Osgood or yeah, will yeah. you...
1: I mean I like to not... I mean, uh, of course. Uh, sometimes I see there's a mini re- label I release, but when you think on twenty years, it's kind of uh, maybe normal. But um, I feel it knows good to be in a real techno mm-hmm. family with an open mind and good support. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I like to mm-hmm. do more with them, of course, and uh, and on my label as well. Uh, yeah, like of course. I always did, uh, but like I say, uh, mm-hmm. it's a bit more uh, small release. Like when people catch them. It's cool. Totally, yeah.
0: yeah i mean it, it's interesting i'm i'm guessing i mean you're no stranger to the club we used to run into each other all yeah, the yeah, time yeah, yeah, on yeah, sundays true. there and you've played there uh, quite a bit yeah. but um i mean i guess it's safe to say like when the the action mechanic theme that kind of started to become a little bit of a hit again yeah, at yeah, the yeah. club and it's so much so that they re-released the original and did some remixes yeah yeah is that was that kind of like the point where you started to take the relationship a little bit more further?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I mean, yeah, of course, it starts from that way. I mean, um, I'm a really good friend of Marcel for many years. um, And I was really surprised when um, they wanted to release uh, Action Mechanic on Osgood, Because for me, it was like an old track from 2003. It was more like kind of um, special track. Actually, really... EBMish uh, new wave I did for a compilation mm-hmm. I was doing at that time and I was really like oh, what's going on uh, why is they want to release this uh, track yeah and this one they, the, yeah. yeah I was like and then they did uh, Marcel want to do a remix on it and there was this Kobozil remix yep. as well and uh, Norman Nodge. and so of course um, the release worked kind mm-hmm. of quite well and this was. Uh, the Beginning because um, we exchanged mail with Osgood um, because uh, the track was on um, Music Man at that time, but then no. uh, the right were back to me, and um, it was, yeah, good feeling. And you know, good feelings and things go easy after. And It's really nice when you don't
0: actually have to go in the studio, the work is already done, so you're just like, all right, cool, new release in the yeah. bag. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect.
1: But uh, I remember I had to um, look for the parts of the track and the uh, at this time, I was burning on CD and I was uh, searching, searching, and uh, mm-hmm. the names was all time different because when I make a track, I call it uh, what's come in my mind, uh, but after, of course, I forget. Yeah, of course. And I was like, wow, I found the sound and I found the um, the voice. Mm-hmm. I was really happy and yeah, it could work.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like these days, it's easy with the computer; you can just save all the parts. and it, yeah. But um, you know, I had uh, I moved into this place in December. It's two years ago. But I found right before I moved out of my old place, I found this, uh, I burned this DVD or CD of a lot of old tracks that I did with my partner, Ian Lehman, as they attack people. Yeah. And they were unreleased. And I thought, okay, uh, some of them were kind of cool and I didn't really know if they'd ever come out. But I was like, uh, yeah. I totally got to copy this to a hard drive so maybe something can happen in the future. But then again, I, I move, I lost the CD, and I'm like, damn it, and I'm looking yeah. around for it. I couldn't find it forever. Then I find it, I copy it to a hard drive, but then I don't remember what hard drive it's on. So I have to go through the hard drives again. Then I found the hard drive and the files, and I was like, great, maybe there's something that can happen now. And then I got busy again, and I, I forgot yeah. where it is. So now, once again, I have no clue. Where, yeah, I just yeah. keep losing this stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the same. I mean, uh, the, the worst uh, is mean, when you make a track or... Of course, uh, after you, you do the arrangement, you save it and I, I never know what name because you, you don't have a title. And so you put uh, really a really n- stupid name, Kendall yeah. and candle yeah. 3. After yeah. you totally forget and you look, oh, it's nightmare. And sometimes you listen, you reopen a, a file yeah. and like, oh, yes.
0: That, that or like you think of a really cool track title, but the track is shit. So, but you want to use the title again and you realize like I, you've named the same I title for three true. songs or something.
1: Yeah, yeah true, true. <laughs> like I have the uh, same title for three different tracks and uh, yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I think but, we have all have the same.
0: <laughs> nice. I won't keep you a whole lot longer because I know you have some rehearsal stuff to do today for, yeah, for yeah, the show. Yeah. But, um, so you got, we talked a lot about the Fixman McCarthy dates. That, that tour officially starts today more or less.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't really sing on that, but it was starting, no, no, because we have this uh, Wisconsin uh, when we play in the festival. And yeah, we play even further. Sunday in uh, another festival, uh, NCN festival, like. Yeah. yeah. So now there's this Bergain and some coming week, some other dates. Okay, cool. Yeah.
0: What, what did you think of all the mud and craziness at uh, Further in Wisconsin? Ah,
1: it was crazy. I mean, um, I, mean I didn't expect uh, this like it was really like um yeah i would say rock and roll festival and um and with the mud because it was raining so hard like i have to they buy me this kind of uh, plastic boots and oh uh, yeah the rubber boots it's and, and i remember like uh when i had to do the sunset there was this tent and uh, and i was alone in the tent waiting for some guy to bring me a, a mixing table and then there was this huge raining storm coming and i was alone i don't know where to go around this mud and <laughs> I don't know what's going on, I was like fuck! Someone is coming, I was shouting and Douglas was, I don't know where it was, and I was really isolated for maybe one hour and I couldn't go out because it was like... You didn't know (laughs) what
0: to do, yeah. I mean it was, Yeah. uh, for those who weren't there, it was this festival that these guys came out to in Wisconsin, but uh, rain just, Basically hit the, the area for about three straight days, uh, so the mud was you know almost up to the knee in some parts, and
1: yeah, uh, it was incredible. I mean, um, I remember like the <laughs> like uh, you 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 have to. It was a bit down, you know, the hill when yeah. you go down and uh, people fall, and I was really really fall uh, yeah and uh, someone of my suitcase fall in the mud i was like, oh no it was like <laughs> then when i was in the hotel i put my suitcase empty in the shower i didn't it was like um my hotel room was like uh, <laughs> destroyed <laughs> I think when i, I left uh, i left quite a uh, fast quite a mess <laughs> <laughs> from the checkout
0: well, you definitely got that experience in,
1: you but know, like... It was really nice uh, at the end. It's a really nice memory, yeah.
0: Like Like, uh, Mo cell was also out there, and yeah. he just shows up. I told him, I, I I, texted him on the phone. I'm like, you got to get boots, and, and, and he got something. But he just showed up. He's in California. They don't know what rain is. They don't even have water there anymore, you know? Yeah. So he's like, just this look on his face, like, what the fuck? Like, what am I supposed to do with this? You know what yeah. I mean? It was... It was messy, but I think it made it a little bit more special too, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Me, I was laughing because I don't know who was coming because me, I, I had the luck, they bring me boots, but I think maybe it was Perk who had to come directly from the airport yeah. and in the night. So I was like, oh my God, you don't know what's going to be. And yeah. maybe he has uh, these really nice sneakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and well, also like uh, Tim Sweeney, who was the house guy. I don't know if he played... I think he played the Friday night. He does Gates okay. in Space. He shows up in uh, the Con- the white Converse shoes, you know, the cloth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, it. Th- that's like next, actually Barefoot's probably a better option. Yeah, 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 true. I
1: mean? Yeah, yeah, me, I was uh, uh, waiting for who's coming, waiting for the shoes and looking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: totally. So, but Fixmer, McCarthy, that happened. You got dates coming up. Do you have more um, regular just Terrence Fixmer dates coming? Three, uh, Like regular Terrence Fixmer techno dates? Yeah,
1: yeah, there are some, uh, I mean, now for this uh, month and a half, I focus on the Fixmer McCarthy and uh, after that, there will be my um, normal Terrence uh, Fixmer
0: Okay. Gigs. Um You just had the record out, Beneath the Skin, yeah. on Osgood. Um, there's the Fixmer McCarthy record, which we spoke about earlier. Yeah. Uh, is there any sort of like podcasts or remixes or anything else that people should probably know about?
1: And p- no, not really. Um, I don't do so much remix because I, I like more to produce something new. But uh, I'm just preparing um, a new Terence Fixmer, maybe for Planet Rouge, or I will see, yeah, probably Planet Rouge.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. So that about sums it up. Uh, I just want to say thanks for coming by. I okay, hope you had a pretty nice. good time.
1: Okay, really nice. Yeah,
0: <laughs> all right, man, and I'll see you tonight at the show.
1: Okay, see you. Bye-bye.